Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. After months of resisting calls for President Trump's impeachment, Nancy Pelosi announced that the House will launch a formal impeachment inquiry of President Trump yesterday. Impeachment has the potential not only to force Trump from office, but to reshape his presidency in the 2020 election. Joining me is constitutional law expert Stephen Vladek, professor at the University of Texas Law School. Steve, Pelosi said she's directing six committees that are already investigating Trump to proceed with their investigations under the umbrella of a formal impeachment process. How is that different from what the committees have already been doing? I mean, June, I think the reality is it's not that different at all. I think it just formalizes, at least from a political sense, that the House is now looking at this with an eye toward potentially considering specific articles of impeachment. You know, legally, June, I don't think it makes a difference whether this is part of a formal impeachment inquiry or otherwise. Everything is fair game until there's actual impeachment articles voted up or down by the full House. We have all heard and we're going to hear over and over again the term high crimes and misdemeanors. Some legal analysts have said that the Mueller report shows actual crimes were committed, but explain what high crimes and misdemeanors are. Yes, the Constitution refers to impeachment in six different places, and it's in Article 2, Section 4, that it actually defines what impeachment is available for. And it says treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. But, you know, June, what's important, I think, for everyone to understand is um, the question of what counts as a high crime or misdemeanor um, is one that the Constitution commits to Congress. That is to say, it's Congress's job as part of both considering articles of impeachment in the House and then on the Senate side, voting whether to convict or acquit to decide for itself whether the president's conduct rises to the level of a high crime or misdemeanor. It's a political definition, June, not a legal one. Central to the impeachment inquiry will be whether Trump pressured Ukraine to open a criminal inquiry linked to Joe Biden's family in exchange for restoring U.S. military aid that Trump froze prior to the call. Now, this morning, a rough transcript of the phone call was released showing Trump asked the president of Ukraine to work with his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and the U.S. Attorney General, William Barr, to look into political rival Joe Biden and his son. What is your take on that phone conversation? Well, I mean, June, I think it's worth stressing first that it's just, you know, the White House's own prepared summary. But even what the White House put out voluntarily, I think it's fairly damning for the president. I mean, the president is basically on record encouraging the leader of a foreign government to help him dig up dirt on a political opponent. And I think quite overtly implying that he will withhold military aid If he does not, I'm not even sure you need the quid pro quo for this to be impeachable. But the notion that we should be okay with any president investing and enlisting foreign powers in digging up dirt on our political opponents, man, that's a terrible precedent to be setting. You know, I I feel like this really does at least put the onus on the House to take this further to see what else there is to find to figure out what's at the heart of this full whistleblower complaint, in which I think this phone call was only part of the provocation. I don't know that this makes clear that the House ought to impeach the president, but I think it certainly suggests that there's something worth pursuing here. President Trump has been stonewalling congressional inquiries, refusing to produce documents or to allow former aides to testify. Will changing this into an impeachment inquiry change that in any way as far as the courts are concerned? 
June, that's the one place where this might make a difference. You know, the president and the Justice Department have been arguing in a bunch of these subpoena-related lawsuits that Congress doesn't have the power to issue such subpoenas outside the context of an impeachment inquiry. I think that those arguments are wrong. I think the courts would have ultimately rejected them. But now the move toward a formal impeachment inquiry in the House really does, I think, remove the foundation from under even those arguments. Now the courts can say whether or not there has to be a formal impeachment inquiry in order for Congress to issue this kind of subpoena. Now there is one. And so that argument goes by the wayside. In the case of President Nixon and President Clinton, the full House voted for resolutions directing the House Judiciary Committee to open the inquiries. Is Nancy Pelosi skipping that step or will it happen when she sees there are enough votes for it? She might be skipping that step, too, but it's important to stress that that step was not necessary. The Constitution is clear that the House basically is free to set its own rules about how to do everything leading up to actually voting for impeachment. And so I think it's just a question of whether as a matter of political expediency, that kind of vote by the full House is actually helpful or not. There's nothing in the law, there's nothing in the Constitution, there's nothing even in the House's rules that condition the House's power to investigate any federal official, including the sitting president, on some kind of anticipatory formal investigation opening vote by the full body. Also not in any formal sense, but usually the Judiciary Committee would recommend the articles of impeachment. Is that likely to happen here? What do you see the scenario being? We're still not sure on how this is going to play out in the House. You know, Speaker Pelosi suggested quite correctly that there are six different committees that have been investigating things that might be related to a potential impeachment of the president. One possibility is to just refer the full investigation to the Judiciary Committee, have the Judiciary Committee go first. Another possibility that's been floated is to have the Speaker set up what's called a select committee that would actually draw on members from across the six committees with jurisdiction. You know, I think that's really, June, at this point, mostly a formality. I think the real question is, are the politics going to shift at all in light of today's disclosure, in light of what we still, you know, I think are going to learn about the whistleblower complaint that set off this latest affair, and frankly, June, about the other matters for which the House was already investigating President Trump, where there might now be, you know, more expedited resolution and potentially more dirt that adds thumbs to the scale in favor of impeachment. Thanks so much, Steve, for giving us the legal parameters here. That's Steve Vladek. He's a professor at the University of Texas Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.